It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Uh, now, let's turn our attention to the weekend's Gaelic football action. I'm delighted to say Colin Boyle is with us. Colin, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? It seems a little bit early in the year for us to be talking about uh, Galway Mayo, but here we are. Um, what are the levels of excitement like uh, where you are at the moment about the game this weekend? Yeah, well, it's been one we've been all talking to, all talking about, should I say, even throughout every league game we've referenced April 24th. This is what it's all about. This is what they're all building on uh, or towards. I think it's been the same for both counties throughout the league. So the last three weeks have, have gone by probably a bit slowly and, and here we are, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, no, things are building nicely. Um, the the atmosphere is building, you could say. The anticipation is building and you know, all the talk from the kind of Mayo side is who's available. And I suppose that's probably the most frustrating thing about not being a player anymore is that I simply don't know uh, or don't know for sure uh, who's available for the for this weekend or not from, from a Mayo point of view and, and even from a Galway point of view. So yeah, it's it's strange in that way. Yeah, but uh, no, it's looking now to look forward to, definitely. The big debate on the football pod this week, Paddy Andrews is like, you, you start Killian. If he's fit for half an hour, you start him because the game could be over. They could they could win the game in that first half hour. James Adonis was like, no, 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 no. You bring him off the bench. Think of, the, think of how mad the crowd will go when Killian is there doing his little warm up on the sideline and it's like yeah oh, come on and I'm like I see both sides of this I don't know how to make that decision yeah look at my, my gut is that he won't start and again that's not going on Anthony I know it's just that he's come back from a horrific injury um, nobody knows how the three, last three weeks have gone from okay he played the last 20 minutes against Kerry uh, my gut is that it's going to be James Carr, Jason Doherty and Ryan O'Donoghue in, in, in an inside three and Carr and Doherty in particular are going to be told eat into yourself for 45-45 minutes and Killian's coming in then um, to, to finish the to finish the job hopefully from a Mayo point of view. That's my gut. I could be wrong. I'd, I'd love to see Killian start but I just don't. I think it could be too early in that process yet. You, you saw Throne last year with Colin McShane after coming back from a really, really serious injury how they held him in reserve and how it worked for them, uh, you have to say, throughout the championship. Uh, but definitely, with this being so early, still in his comeback, I, th- I think more than likely we won't see an impact off the bench uh, from Killian. The, the McShane comparison is really interesting because it did feel last year, as soon as he got one game, it was like, well, he's going to be a starter now because he's Colin McShane. Mm-hmm. And actually, they were smart about it. And one of them, the All-Ireland, I guess, in the end, certainly got him out of a few tricky situations on the way. So could that actually be the future for Killian O'Connor this year if they get through this weekend and he's, he's managing to make a huge impact for half an hour or whatever it may be? Exactly. And look, you mentioned Carl there. Like, nobody knows. Like, Carl McShane was coming on. I think Cavan was first game they played last year and he played 20, 25 minutes. You just don't know. He might have been able to train for a week after that. He could have been sore and that could have been the kind of routine all the way through the championship. And you just don't know with, with lads coming back from injuries because they have to be minded because it's not even just the, the injury itself. It's every other part of the body. And I kind of know that myself from, from coming back from injury. It's everything else that nearly starts to ache and get sore. From that, so it's it, it's going to be interesting to see. Like hopefully, the last three weeks, as I said, have gone really well from, and that will leave him in in a good place coming into Sunday. And again, if he starts, I, I'd love to see it. But I think more than likely, uh, we're going to see that uh, as Jared mentioned there, that war maybe 20, 20, 25 minutes to go that he's running out the pitch. There's obviously been a lot of talk about Mayo and how much to read into their league final performance at the end. I think the consensus is that you can't really read too much into it. What about Galway on the same day? Beaten, took a late lead and ended up surrendering it again against Roscommon. Did they go a little bit more all out against against Roscommon that day than Mayo did against Kerry? 
it, it's very hard to know. And I, like I was at that game, it was such a flat game. It was so flat, like similar, I suppose, to Division One final. Um, it, it's so hard to know how, how really hard they went for it, or how hard should I say training have been in a couple of weeks up to that. I think the one game, if I was if I was James Horn, I was looking at Galway. The one game I'd probably look at in more detail would be in the Derry game up there because it was a game they really really had to win and it was a game they were on the road obviously um, and they were really really good that day now it was, it was poor conditions it was tough conditions but uh, like I was shocked how, how poor they made Derry look um, at a Derry team that a lot of people were talking about as uh, potential Unster contenders so that's probably the game I'd nearly take more heat to I'm not sure in the two Roscommon games after that, how much certainly does the final week was a dead rubber for Galway and even the league final. Again, I'm not sure how much you can read read into, even though I think obviously a game that Cork just would have preferred to win. But if I was looking at Anthony, I'd nearly be looking more at that Derry game and how really uh, ruthlessly they went about uh, dismantling Derry in that first half. The game was over at half time. Uh, from a defensive matchup perspective, what do you do with Shane Walsh and what do you think will happen? What do I think will happen? Well, normally Shane Walsh against Mayo over the last number of years, he plays that bit deeper uh, rather than playing in, in a centre forward position or in the half forward line. He usually plays as one of the two inside or a third man just coming slightly deeper, maybe to the top of the Z. I think that's more, he knows it's going to be a Lee Keegan, it's not it's going to be a Paddy Durkin normally picking him up. So it's the manager or whoever it is, is generally protecting him going back the pitch um, and making it that bit harder for the man picking it up. And maybe getting defenders like Paddy Durkin into situations where they're, you know, they're probably more comfortable out the pitch. Again, look, what I talked about injuries are on. I don't know who's going to play on Sunday. I don't know if, if Paddy Durkin is fit, if Oshin Mullins is fit. If, if, if everyone is fit, I think it probably will be Oshin that picks him up. Um, and like I said, I think Walsh and Comer are more likely to line up inside together as a, as a two and what I can see happening is Galway trying to float bodies back, trying to frustrate Mayo more so than they would have done over the last two years. Um, I, I don't think he's going to want to take them on in a kind of head-to-head battle in a nearly tennis match up and down the pitch because I, I don't think Galway had the, had the middle third players to, to match Mayo if, if Mayo have everyone fit in that regards, definitely from a, from a physical point of view and an athletic point of view. So I think he'll try and create that space for the likes of Washington Comer by filtering a load of players back looking to frustrate Mayo and if they get turners up, turnovers on them two or three quick quick kick passes into the space inside something like you would have seen Kerry have got the, the space that, that's something they'll be looking to create definitely on Sunday It's obviously a new championship structure with the Talton Cup and, and uh, going through the back door is not going to be the safe passage that it has been for teams in recent years there's, there's no gimmies there's no kind of warm-up matches there's nothing against the Division 4 team who like half their players have gone to America it's going to be against a good quality Division 2 team if you lose this potentially or maybe one of the best teams in Ulster who knows like it's Tyrone or Donegal will be floating around that draw um, when it gets made uh, as a result of that this game has quite a lot on it it's not like one of those games you can go we'll be grand we'll, we'll go through the back door and we'll lick our wounds we'll be fine so uh, with that in mind does that change anyway the 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 thinking, the arithmetic and, and how you go for this or, or is that to be parked entirely and the game needs to take on its own life? Yeah, I think you just need to park it. I think you just need to treat it as it's been the last two years that it's knocked out and you just have to simply go for it. Um, like I said, from a Mayo point of view, they, you know, the qualifiers, it, it's, 
you lose against Galway and like you said you could be playing Armagh you could be playing a Tyrone or a, you know a Derry someone like that from Munster a really tough team from Munster so it's somewhere you don't want to be but otherwise you, you get that win on Sunday you're into a kind of final you're one step away from from an Ireland quarter final and being back in Crow Park in an Ireland series so that, like, that's a huge a huge prize on offer for both teams on Sunday and it's, look, it's the same for Galway obviously I, th- I think for Galway for, for Paul Joyce you know third year in charge now uh, he's looking for that one big win He's been waiting for the last couple of years. It hasn't come yet, so there there is huge pressure on, on him, obviously, and on this Galway team coming coming to Casabar on Sunday. But look at with it being in Casabar, with it being away from home, it might actually suit them. It might actually take a bit of pressure on them, put a bit more focus on Mayo, and and look at they've been looking to come down. I think the last two times they came to Casabar, uh, sixteen and eighteen, I think they they won on, on both occasions. Um, and so look at they they have a good record in the last couple of years there, and they'll be looking to to take that into Sunday. Are you worried? I, 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 like honestly, Jar, I think it's a fifty-fifty game. I, I really do. I don't think it's, it's any more than that on, on either side. Um, and that's not me talking Mayo down or talking Galway up. I, I just generally think that's the way it is when you when you when you take into fact it's so early in the year. Like people will reference the the game in Crow Park last year as a, as a bit of a gap between both teams. Like it's a world apart from that April in Mikhail Park. It's a world apart from a, a roast on hot day in July in, in Crow Park. It, it'll be a completely different game. And even in that game itself, Galway, you know, were the better team for 35, 40 minutes. And Mayo, it was only really from the 50th minute on that Mayo got in front. And people probably look at that game a lot differently than it, than it actually was. So I, this is, to me, it's a 50-50 game. 50-50 game. It's going to come down the stretch. And I'm hoping a Mayo bench with the likes of Killian O'Connor with the likes of Kevin McLaughlin possibly coming off that may be enough to, to put it in Mayo's favour How did playing Galway in the 2018 era under Kevin Walsh differ to playing them under Park Joyce? I, I think it's kind of what I've already said with regards Walsh generally set up defensive um, and, and it worked very well for them against us I don't think it did much for them after that um, in regards against other teams but against us it frustrated us, there's no doubt about it. And I can see as much as Bar Joyce don't, doesn't want to go into that kind of area where he's getting a load of bodies back behind the ball, I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. I think if he, if he looks at Mayo's league performances against the likes of even in Armagh, which they bet, Armagh were very defensive, frustrated Mayo for long periods of the game. Tyrone, same thing, frustrated them for, for long periods of the game. I think that's what Bar Joyce is going to be looking at and taking little things from Kevin Walsh's game plans like they used to concede the kick out an awful lot against us. They used to let us have the, our own kick out, let us carry it out to, to maybe halfway and then start to put pressure on us. It'll be very interesting to see, especially with more than likely Roy Byrne on Sunday, will they try and target him? Will they try and go press high for the kick outs or will they be letting Mayo have the ball, letting it carry it out to a certain point and then putting the pressure on, looking to frustrate and looking to turn over then. So, yeah, look at it. It's Poor um, Joyce generally has been more should we say, attacking, a bit more open in, in, in the way they play. And look, they've had very varying degrees of success. The one thing I would say is that obviously with Fove, they haven't once, you know, we've beaten them the last two years. They hadn't had a chance then to gather themselves and pull for it into the qualifier. So you would be expecting to see definitely a longer run in the championship for Galway this year, either way, regardless of the results on Sunday. Yeah, I think the game hinged I mean, sorry, Mayo obviously were excellent in the second half and kind of gave a full expression to their true identity. But at the same time, uh, there were fairly significant injuries for Galway in that first 40 minutes as well that maybe are underrated when it comes to us 
uh, looking back and, that, and the previous year as, as Owen has said on the show this week already there was a, a point in it basically in the howling conditions in, in winter time for that championship and if Galway had won that they would have ended up playing Tipperary in Laurel in semi-final so like uh, <laughs> I'd say when Porrick Joyce as a manager goes to bed his nightmares are all about this Mayo team so their motivation is very very strong and as you've said there's been times in the past where they've gone in as underdogs in this game and randomly just been able to beat you guys yeah, absolutely. And look for Joyce. He doesn't need to get any motivation to play Mayo, I'm sure. Uh, it's a game he's going to be well, well up for. And obviously, there's a Keane O'Neill factor there as well. Obviously, Keane was with Mayo and with James for a year in particular back in 2012. Obviously, he's now with Galway. So there's all that to factor in as well. And uh, look, I think Galway are going to come down with the game plan, like I said, to really just look to, to ambush Mayo and to 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 frustrate and to to take their goal chances when they're on. I think that's the big thing. I think when there's a when there's a when there's a glint of a goal chance they're gonna go for it with Comer and Watch or whatever else it may be. I think it'd be interesting just the likes of Rob Finnerty play. You know, will he sacrifice him for a nearly more defensive minded player and maybe hold the likes of Finnerty for the for the last twenty minutes because I don't think they've a huge amount of options from the bench at the minute. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, how how that pans out. But does there's so many parents you're looking at and it's so hard to know like Sean Kelly for me is an absolute huge player for Galway where is he going to play you know he played midfield the last two games I'm just wondering is Park Joyce earmarking him to, to pick up Matty Rowan who, who has been mad at the match against Galway in the last two kind of finals um, and I don't I think he's the only player that would have the legs to go with Matty Rowan uh, in a head-to-head battle but I, I think he'd prefer to have him in an ideal world at six or three because I'm not sure how much he trusts his full back line. Um, I think he preferred to have him at three or even at six. But uh, yeah, they're you know all these little things are going to be very interesting to see on Sunday. And sure, look, it might it might start in one one of those positions, and uh, you end up in the middle of the game making decisions and changes that uh, have a massive impact on the rest of your season. One last question: uh, You named your full forward line, your expected full forward line, a little bit earlier on. Is Aidan O'Shea starting eleven for you? Uh, dependent there's, there's two things for me obviously Jordan Flynn is a big injury doubt if Jordan Flynn doesn't play I, I would expect Aiden to play at midfield and possibly the likes of uh, Kevin McLaughlin or Jeremy McConnor coming into to an 11 position uh, if not if Aiden doesn't play midfield possibly you're looking at Jeremy coming into coming into midfield Jeremy McConnor coming into midfield but I think I'm feeling it's going to be Aiden going to midfield and possibly picking up Paul Conroy looking to do a, a, a American job on Paul Conroy and neglect his Stephanie's influence on the goal team. Okay, one last thing then the um, the suspensions that we've seen being lifted as a player, are you paying attention to to that that that's happening? Uh, uh, so that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, what do you think of it now as somebody who is uh, is retired? Uh, you can, we can see red cards, we can see suspensions, but they don't seem to mean anything at the moment. If I look at you, you would if I was a player still playing and it was going on like the Donegal in our mass situation at the minute, you won't be paying attention to it. Of course, you would, even though you're as much as you'd be trying to tell people you're not, you're you're going to be looking in. And if I was a Donegal there this this week, I'd be I'd be frustrated to be honest with you. Um, as as an ex player looking in, look at the 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 whole suspension process in the GA and the. The appeals committee, or whatever way it goes, it, look, it's a joke. There's, I don't think I don't think anyone else is going to tell you another way. My, my first reaction when I heard about their math players, and this is no disrespect right to the math players, because if I was in their scenario, I would be doing everything. I would be on to my manager and on to the county board doing everything I can to get me off. So this is not a go with them, but the, the, the whole. I just laughed when I kind of heard because it is it's laughable. Like, 
Um, you know, what, what is a referee supposed to do when a Mali, next time Mali breaks out, whether it's at the end of the game or not? You know, why would you bother even giving out red cards or or subsequently going after, you know, banning lads after what, like, is there is there generally any point? Because they're going to get off, you know. When it comes to a stage where solicitors and barristers are picking out codes and referees' reports and video evidence and whatnot, I, I, I just, I, I don't know where we're going with this, but it is. Look, we're going to see more of us. You're going to see more red cards. You'll probably see Conor McKenna getting off. You'll probably see more of this happening. And it's nothing new. If there's been numerous examples over the years where boys have been getting off red cards, you know, blatant red cards through the years and getting them off them, you know, even very, very close, up to very, very close to the game. So it's something, it's not nice. It's not nice seeing a game. Like this happened, what, three weeks ago now and we're coming up to a couple of days for the game and the, and the three boys have been cleared to play. It's not, it's not good enough. And look, I, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is or what the fix is, but our system at the minute is, is um, it's not up to scratch to be, to be honest with you. Colin, good stuff. Enjoy the games. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, lads. It's Colin Boyle giving us some insight into what's going to happen between Mayo and Galway. Your quick picks are tomorrow, so you can give us a quick preview here. It's Mayo minus two. That's the line at the moment. And I think that that's probably... Uh, close enough to what I'd be thinking as well. The Jordan Flynn injury is a big one, I think. I think that's uh, significant. And obviously, what you, the only information we've really got is how he looked in Croke Park that day and it didn't look fantastic. I remember the Mayo Kildare game seeing Flynn Point, Flynn Point, Flynn Point. I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, balls, wrong Three Flynn. Flynn. <laughs> Three Flynn's. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, wrong Flynn. Unfortunately, he's very good. <laughs> Even better than ours. All the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. <laughs> we know it. I, I'm going to say I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now.